G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, April 18. I'm John Barker. Joining me once again is Joel Marshall. We hope to have Daniel Nuttall on the line pretty soon. But Joel, it is All Age Stakes and Champagne Stakes Day at Randwick. So it's the final day of the Sydney Carnival and a few weeks ago you probably would have got about six to one about us getting here. Indeed, yeah, it's been a fabulous effort by all involved and we've uh, yet got to the end of the Sydney Carnival and it's a great great day to finish off. Obviously, uh, not officially part of the championships, but two Group 1 races and the All-Age Stakes, a real strong race this year, very strong renewal and, uh, of course, the Champagne Stakes for the two-year-olds. A little bit of a smaller field, a few, few tricky form lines to sort of measure up for the Champagne Stakes, but... Uh, yeah, definitely the all-age, the highlight of the day. Yes, indeed. Well, it's often been a, a day for the lesser lights to shine with the uh, championships finishing, and uh, that might be the case as far as the stables go this time. But we'll take you right through the black type on the Royal Roundwick program on Saturday, and we start this week in race three. It is the Moston Copper JHB Car Stakes, Event over 1,400 metres, and, uh, well, Rubisaki was entered for the all-aged uh, Joel, but um, going here and probably looking pretty hard to beat. Yeah, she's pretty hard to tip against. Uh, she's got that picket fence now, five on the trot, a little bit of a freshen up into the PJ Bell and was just dominant there. She drifted a little bit late in betting, but she was the punter's pal and she was just never going to lose. Back out to 1,400, she's three from three. At the distance, so she tips herself. I'll be throwing in a few, uh, a little bit of odds uh, to uh, have a bit of a play in the exotics here. I think six subpoenas a good Quinella bet. I might just even have a dollar or two saver for a win on her. She just didn't run the 2000 in the Vinery, I don't think. Everything shaped like she would. She was presented there on the turn with her chance and didn't quite finish off. But back to the 1400, she was very good winning over that trip first up, beating Rari. Rari then finished runner-up to Rubisaki in the English Sprint. So you can sort of tie in the form lines. I'll definitely have something on her at around $10 just to save. Uh, 11 St. Covet Spirit ran pretty well behind Rubisaki. Had a bit of a price first up. And 10 Sorrentina, former Kiwi. She was very green first up at Warwick Farm at the Midweekers. She might just be a work in progress, but uh, one to include at odds perhaps. Two on top from 6, 11 and 10. Race four at Royal Rambic on Saturday is the Cactus Imaging Frank Packer Plate, 2,000 metres. Set weights for three-year-olds at Group 3 level. This was, of course, the race that introduced Might and Power to the world, the late Might and Power, who uh, sadly died last Sunday at the age, uh, a decent age of 26, decent innings for a horse. Um, but, Joel, this week's field... Uh, if you were in any doubt that there's a few connections out there just uh, trying to get what they can, uh, the fact that Quick Thinker is here. You don't often see the uh, Derby winner dropping back 400 metres and backing up in this Group 3. No, indeed. Look, um, the Baker Forsman team were able to, to win this race with a horse coming through uh, the Derby, uh, the chosen one, um, last year. But, yeah, interesting that the Derby winner is backing up. Um, and just how sharp he is for the drop back to 2,000 metres. He'll be rock hard fit, no doubt. But he had that real sort of two-horse slug up the whole way, 
whole way up the straight there in the derby with Zabrowski and just came out on top. So, look, there's a few here on fresher legs. I'm going to lean to number six, Chuck a luck. Really like him each way. And a former Kiwi with former round catalyst and Sherwood Forest. He was very good winning at Mornington. Had to dig deep there and fight off Power Scheme, who then came up to Sydney and ran third in the Carbine Club and is a, a rival on Saturday. I thought his run at Caulfield last start was excellent. Settled a lot further back, held up, and then hit the line hard against the pattern. Best last 400 and 200 of the meeting. It was a superb effort. I just think getting to 2,000 metres, ideal for him. So six each way from one, uh, sorry, from 12, Kanan. I'm going to throw in for second ahead of Quick Thinker. This is another exciting type, formerly with Mick Kent. Of course, he's off on his overseas travels. And this horse now with Chris Waller, very good late after being held up in a maiden first up and then went to Wyong and won like the $1.45 odds suggested he would. James McDonald aboard. He's got plenty of upside, this bloke. One Quick Thinker. He's the obvious, as um, you know, as his form suggests, but that with, with that little asterisk, as I mentioned, and three on Tonte, who won the Carbine Club strongly last time out. Prior to that, he beat the Group 1 placed Quintessa. Six on top from 12, 1 and 3. Well, speaking of Kiwi trainers, you've interviewed Tony Pike uh, in this week's winning post, Joel, uh, and he has a runner. In race five, first of the group ones, Moulton Chandon Champagne Stakes, over 1,600 metres for two-year-olds at set weights. And uh, interesting interview, certainly makes a good case for not an option, despite the big, uh, the very quick rise from 1,100 to 1,600 metres. But uh, you've got not an option for second, but uh, you sh you're sticking fat with one that you've been with right Yeah, through. sticking with Ole Kirk. I really tossed up between the two of them. But, um, yeah, gone with Ole Kirk, who... He was pretty good in the size projects. He settled further back than I thought he would. He was just a touch slow and distraught and just wasn't able to take up a handy position. He had to shove his way out of a bit of a pocket on the turn. And he kept trying all the way down the straight. King's Legacy was sort of settled back there with him, but he stayed near the inside and was able to save all the ground. And I think to get within two lengths of him, he'd be better for that. I just wouldn't be surprised at all if he could turn the tables on King's Legacy, who I've got in for third, splitting that pair, not an option as you mentioned, the Kiwi Colt, who resumed off a bit of a break, first up at 1,100 in the kindergarten, went back from a wide gate, but did some nice work late. That was behind the very impressive Doubtland. Tony Pike knows the family well. The dam was Group 1 performer over a mile and is related to an Auckland Cup winner. So step up in distance, not a problem, just if he can handle it coming off an 1,100-metre run. And five untamed it becomes a real sort of last man standing battle. Well, he might be the one. He won the Fernhill last week. Took him forever to get there. He's just uh, looks ready to run 2,000 metres, in my opinion. So if it's a real sort of um, tough staying affair, then that will suit him. But I'm with six Ole Kirk from seven, one and five. Race six at Royal Rambic on Saturday. First leg of the quaddy, Japan Racing Association plate. A 2,000-metre group three with 12 to face the starter. Well, big hand uh, of Chris Wallers here, and I've got him to run the first four. I've gone with five shared ambition. Just um, Doncaster probably just wasn't his go. Coming back to the mile, um, he sort of had his chance. He got into a little bit of bother there at one stage, but he was just well beaten. Stepping back up to 2,000 metres, just ideal. He was a dominant winner over this distance, second up. So I think he's the one to be with. Head of two Yulong Prince, who was ticking over really nicely before the Doncaster. Again, maybe just outclassed over the mile in a race like that. 
His previous run in the Ajax was good, getting out to 2,000 metres, definitely a positive. For life less ordinary, he's been a while between drinks. He was disappointing as a beaten favourite against Night's Watch, but he got a long way back there from a wide gate, came wide, and that was just a, it was just a hard part of the track to make ground in. Barrier one, he sets up a bit better for him. Uh, I think he can certainly bounce back. And six Night's Watch, who won that Neville Selwood, and then probably again, just unsuited in the Doncaster, got a long way back, found a bit of trouble. He was only beaten four lengths. Certainly back to 2,000 metres is a positive for him. I'm with five from two, four and six. The big one at Rambic on Saturday is race seven. Schweppes, all-aged stakes, 1,400 metres, worth half a million this year. Uh, group one standard weight for age. I've written, uh, well, no, I haven't written in winning posts and best bets this week, but I've noted that um, this race has been, despite being called the all-age stakes, it's been dominated by the younger horses in recent years, three, four and five-year-olds. Uh, it's also been dominated by barriers six to nine. They have produced nine of the last ten winners. Often that can be a bit of a coincidence, but uh, I think uh, in this case it's sort of it's a bit intuitive because uh, you know last day of the carnival uh, inside barriers might not quite be uh, the ideal. And the other factor that most of the recent all age stakes winners have in common is that they've run well in the TJ Smith stakes. So there's one horse that ticks all those boxes, Joel, on Saturday, and it's your best of the day. Yes, pleased to hear some of those stats. Yeah, I'm with Pirata. He won this last year and just seems to be going every bit as well, coming off very similar lead-up runs. Um, he was placed in the Galaxy last year behind Nature Strip. This time around, he resumed in that race rather than going into it second up. And, of course, he carried a bit more weight, 59 kilos, got back, came wide, wasn't in the right spot, but really attacked the line hard. And then went to the TJ Smith and just found it tough from the second half of the field. Nature Strip's running those times, just impossible to sort of get near him. But Pirata did a really good job. Would have loved to have seen him draw a tad better. I know he's sort of in that hitting zone with the Reese Stats uh, having drawn barrier nine. He's just going to need a, a little bit of luck. But he's a horse that can sit wide and win. We saw that last year when he won the Red Zell Stakes beating trekking. Wide no cover throughout and and yet still too strong over the 1,300. So, yeah, he's my best for the day. I will have something on Tofane as well as a little bit of a saver, number nine. She's got a step up again here to the 1,400 metres, but, gee, she's flying this prep. She didn't have much luck at all in the new market. Ran really well in the Galaxy, of course, coming through that same race as Pirata. Meets, her, meets him a lot worse off at the weights, it must be said. But then she franked that with a really good run in the TJ Smith. Had the best last 200 of the race. Really attacked the line hard. It was a very similar run to Tavachi. Uh, for, uh, of course, was also trained by Mike Moroni. Ran a very similar race in the TJ and then backed up and won the all-age stakes. He had been to a mile before, though. She hasn't been past 1,200. That's the little asterisk with her. But I think she can run really well. 11 Bivouac got a long way back also in the TJ, stuck near the inside and ran on strongly. He should settle a lot closer here, out to 1,400 from a good gate. And four fierce impact. Maybe the horse on fresh legs. Hasn't been seen since the All-Star Mile. He's had to step up to wait for age this prep, and all of his runs have been good without winning. So he's sort of taken that next step now, and I think uh, fresh back to 1,400, he can run well. But I'm keen on Parata, one from 9, 11 on 4. Race 8 at Royal Rambic on Saturday, third leg of the Quaddy TAB Hallmark Stakes over 1,200 metres. At Group 3 level, as we speak to you, a few have come out already. Graft, 
tactical advantage and handle the truth. But uh, we've still got hopefully 14 to face the starter. Uh, what did you like Bill here? Godolphin have a strong hand here, um, leading trio of chances. And I'm with number five, Deprive. Just coming back to Randwick, looks the key. He's won six from seven at the track. His first defeat was first up this time in in the challenge stakes over 1,000 metres, just completely run off his legs there behind Nature Strip, then went to the Galaxy over 1,100 at Rose Hill. Really good late splits there to run on into fourth, beating home Parata. Back to the Randwick 1,200. That's the uh, that's the go for him. I think he's the one to beat from two Kementari. The comeback horse, of course, he was a bit... Uh, well, he was a failure at start. He's come back at Gelding. I thought his first up run in the Star Kingdoms with 60 kilos was very good. Uh, he should take benefit from that and, and be very competitive again. 13 all too royal. He was the first horse backed in this market off nominations on Monday. I always take sort of quite close note of that. And he hasn't raced since the Oakley Plate. Beat home Bivouac there, finishing fourth behind Pippi. So he comes into this fresh. He's got a good overall record, won eight from 19. Just going to need a bit to go right from that draw. And the other Godolphin runner, number one, Trekking. He was okay in the TJ Smith um, midfield, beaten five lengths. He'll be fitter, fitter for that. He's won three from six second up, and that's probably a good enough run to see him go close here. But I'm with five deprived from two, 13 and one. That takes care of the black type at Randwick, but just for the sake of quaddy punters, we may as well uh, finish off in race nine, which is the JC Dassault handicap. It is a benchmark 100 over 1,400 metres with 14 to face the starter, Joel. So a bit of a challenge. In yeah, the look, I think in my uh, suggested quaddy in the in the winning post this week, I've gone wide in this leg, either six or seven runners. Um Certainly number 15, Faistos. I think he's the one to beat. He just looks really well placed with the 53 and a half. I know he's up a little bit in class, but he's got a progressive profile. He's won five from 13. A few of these are racing over the distances. It's a bit short of their best, whereas 1,400 is perfect for him. And first up, he's won two from three. He just looks well in with 53 and a half. So I've gone his way from three, Dr. Drill. He's been in a few times and scratched. He was left on the ballot for the Doncaster. He was in. I think he's going really well. I thought he was before that first up run, and he ran quite well there in the small field at the Valley. He's been kept fresh. Like He will improve once he gets to 1,600 and further. I certainly think he's a danger here. 10 deal maker. Both runs have been quite good. 1,500 back to 1,400 is a slight worry. He has only won two from 22, but he's drawn low. You'll get a soft run. And 12 cut a deal next best. Uh, ran pretty well, these two Aussie starts since coming over from New Zealand, and he could bob up fresh. Certainly watch the market with him, but 15 on top in the last from 3, 10, and 12. All right, recapping round with Joel's best, race 7, number 1, Pierata, value bet race 4, number 6, Chuck a Luck. In Melbourne, the races are at Caulfield. Rich Day uh, it is Vobus Owners Day, and uh, big fields and big money throughout. Fairly challenging quaddy kicks off. Uh, we'll take you right through the quaddy. There is one black type race as well. Um, but they've given us a bit of a challenge here, Joel, with his first leg of the quaddy because it is the showdown. It's worth 855000 Set weights for two-year-olds. We haven't seen the four emergencies. There are 
form lines galore to sort out here. In my quaddy and winning post, I made this a field lead. Yeah, that's probably the smart thing to do. It is a tough opener to the quaddy. Uh, scratchings, Saturday morning scratchings will play a big part on what I do in this race because I can make a case for certainly at least a couple of those emergencies being numbers 18 and 19. In fact, I've tipped the 19 on top as it stands, Night of Delight. Uh, she jumped out really well, match motors with Let's Be Glam, who won a Blue Diamond preview. Uh, that was back in January. She's jumped out really well since, um, earlier this week and uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think she's pretty smart. Uh, Hell Voya, the other stable mate, I've left out of my four, but uh, certainly can run well if she sneaks in. Uh, but I've got the 19 on top. In for second, number four, Just a Tribute. I thought was very good on debut at Benalla. Really belied his price there, 30 to one shot. Always travelled well at the back of the field. Got a split, finished strongly. Nice, quiet jump out since. He might have been missed by the market again. Nine, he's a commander. Is about 70 to one, but I think can run well with the blinkers on first time. Did enough on debut behind Chrome Angel, and that was coming off quite a good jump out. I think he can improve sharply. And eight, right on. Always respect Mark Newnham. Such a good trainer. And just thought this colt might have gone too slow there at Kembla Grange. Really bad. Um, sort of backed them up in behind him and then was asked to sprint again and, and battled on quite well behind a winner who was trained by Kieran Ma, who goes pretty good. So certainly respecting that horse coming down here. But there's a stack of chances and, and obviously my tips will be changing on race day. But for now, it's 19, 4, 9 and 8. And I've gone for another of the unraced emergencies there in 18, Hal Voya. From 15, Arkapita Beach. At 13, Chrome Angel and four. Just a tribute. Race seven at Caulfield on Saturday is the second leg of the quaddy. It is that black type race I mentioned, the Ned's Bell Esprit Stakes. Listed event over 1,100 metres. The only one that is uh, not a, an old Vobus race on the day. And this is a bit of a yeah, another tricky well. race. Um, I'm with, well, probably the class runners to some respect. The three-year-old filly, Liar. I suppose she still has to prove herself against the older horses, but uh, her form this time in suggests she's come back pretty well. It was a really good effort in the light fingers first up against Flit, and then she went to the surround and got beaten just over a length behind Proper Beal. So she has got to step up a bit against the older horses, but she's fresh here. She likes Caulfield. I've gone her way to beat four, Eduardo. Barrier 15, 59 and a half looks scary on the initial thoughts, but he has just got stacks of pace, this bloke. Third in an Oakley plate. Last year, his two runs in the spring, whilst not winning, he ran well first up in the McEwen, and then he was beaten, you know, the length and a half by Nature Strip and the Moyer. So no disgrace there. Uh, just if he's back anywhere near his best, you know, take plenty of catching. 14 Tahitian Dancer with Damien Oliver back aboard for giving her first up miss in Adelaide. She'll be rocketing to the line late, as will 10, Hummer Hummer, uh, who likes dry ground, usually runs well at Caulfield. She missed out in the Oakley Plate. It's really her only poor run at this track, and and obviously she'll find this a bit easier. Nine on top from four, 14, and 10. Uh, Yes, well, I've got nine in my numbers, but uh, as an indication of how open it is, I haven't got any of your others. I've got seven on top runs on from 15, Coruscate, nine, Liar, and 17, News Girl. Race eight at Caulfield on Saturday is the Avenal Equine Hospital Vobus Gold Dash over 11. It doesn't get much easier, really. Um, Another tricky affair. I'm with number 16, Paul's Regret, 
who showed good promise last time in. She was an eye-catcher on debut. They gave her a bit of a freshen up. She returned. She won a Mooney Valley Maiden. A very tidy win under a bit of a hold there late. And then she went to the Valley, pulled up with some issues behind It's a Kind of Magic, and then was a bit disappointing down the straight. She came back in distance, maybe just coming to the end of her prep. A nice jump-out performance recently. I think she can run really well if she's back to anywhere near her best. Uh, Ten Knowles was very good at this track last start, chasing home the Inform Ancestry. Twelve Brazen Song, another one at big odds, ran some nice races last time in. And although beaten in a Class 1 first up, that was a heavy nine, can be a bit forgiving. And five, no change. Another roughie that I'm going to include in my picks. He was all around the mark early last preparation, ran numerous minor placings and was always big odds. So he always goes out over his true odds, I believe, and he might be a bit of a chance as well. But another tough race, 16 from 10, 12 and 5. Yes, and once again, we've got one of those in common. I was uh, with the Corsons again for Stand to Attention to beat 14 Felicia, 10 Knowles and 7 Via Carpo. And the last is the Vobus Sires Guineas, 1,600 set weights for oh, just, three Just touching on that race eight again, number 19, Masked Crusader, would be included in all my quaddies and bets too if he happens to sneak a run. I think he's been marked favourite in early markets. Looks pretty smart, but needs a couple of scratchings. Race nine, I'm with number three, Ocular. Again, it's another wide open race, but I've made him my best of the day. Thought he was pretty good first up at the Valley with improvement to come and then went to Sandown. And against the uh, the shape of the race, really finished off strongly from back and wide. Drawn four up to the mile. He'll settle a lot closer. Uh, by written tycoon, but his female f- uh, pedigree, female family suggests he'll handle the step up and distance. No dramas at all. One bee hunter against the pattern of the day was forgivable at Caulfield last start. It was the same race that Chuckaluck comes through. So we'll get a bit of a guide to that form from earlier in the day. 12 affair to remember. Very talented filly. Didn't have much go right on a few occasions in the spring, but she looks back in good form. She beat Sierra Sue at Sandown. That horse is a winner since. And six, Fundraiser, next best. Also comes through a run at Sandown where he was pretty good, uh, beaten less than a length. Just going to need a bit of luck from that alley. But I'm with three on top in the last from one, twelve, and six. And again, we got one in common. I went for nine score to beat two turret in one B hunter. Eleven, don't tell the boss. Uh, earlier in the day at Caulfield, in contrast to those very, very tough races uh, we've just discussed, you could almost, uh, the early quarter, you could almost go blonk, blonk, blonk for the first three legs. This is a meeting where on ratings, there are some very, very, there's always some very well-weighted standout horses and Twitchy Frank in the second, which was my best of the day, Pippi in the third and Mr. Quickie in the fourth are all in that category, although, mind you, I have actually put suppressor on top of Mr. Quickie, but uh, my best was race two, number one, Twitchy Frank. Uh, and my value bet was race seven, number seven, Runs On. Um, the fourth leg of that early quaddy, by the way, uh, I've actually tipped <laughs> Sosi Bonds. <laughs> that just shows that it so- suddenly gets wider because Sosi Bond is not one of my horses. Um Joel, just remind us of I your best and value best in the last race, nine, number three. My value, I've made it night of delight, but, uh, you know, she needs a few scratchings to get in. Race six, number 19. And, uh, well, my roughie uh, in the winning post this week is Paul's regret. So that could certainly be a value bet. Race eight, number 16. 
Okay, they are racing at Morfittville on Saturday, and there are three black type races. Uh, unfortunately, Nutter has not joined us. Not quite sure what's happened to him, but I can tell you that race six is the Furphy Aaron Irwin Stakes over 1,100 metres. It's uh, Group 3 standard weight for age. Sees GTRA in there and Sunlight, the return of. Um, but Nutter, believe it or not, unless my eyes deceive me, has left Sunlight out completely. He's got Parsifal, GTRA, over the brave and everyday lady, five, one, two, and eight. Yeah, Any well, it's a good on clash. One, I think the market went up two dollars forty each of two. Sunlight always improves with a run under the belt. If you're going to take her on, I don't know if I'd be leaving her out of my four, but if you're going to take her on, it would be in this race because they would have their sights specifically set on the Goodwood and the Sankster, uh, and she is vulnerable first up as a rule. So I would have something small each way on Home of the Brave, who. Hasn't won for a while, but he's run some really good races. He ran second to Brutal uh, in the spring last year. He wasn't far away from Deprived in the Sydney Stakes. He comes to hand quickly. He's got speed. Interesting that Godolphin Camp have targeted a couple of eight horses at this race. But at the 14 or $15, I'll have a little something each way home of the Brave. And I think Gitra uh, is probably the hardest to beat. Um, race seven at Morfville on Saturday. Winning edge presentations, Redelva Stakes, 1,100 metres, set weights and penalties for three-year-olds at listed level. So he's not his best for the day. Come up in number 11, Sizzlefly, to beat three, Ms. Catherine, 14, Garvok, and two, uh, I was with 10, Keelong, uh, from the McAvoy Yard. Had numerous setbacks leading into the surround. She'd been trialling super, but she was a late scratching behind the gates at Warwick Farm for that English sprint. She had to go into it first up, 1,400, less than ideal. But, gee, she was brave, beaten just over half a length behind Probabil. She goes into this fresh. She's going to need a bit of luck from that wide alley. But it's it's a really good race, but I think she's the one to beat. Zilong, number 10. And last of the black type, Ash Morfordville on Saturday race. At Schweppervesson Stakes, better known as the Auraria. 1,800 metres, group three, set weights and penalties for the three-year-old fillies on their way to uh, the... Yeah, I'll have a play on a couple of horses here. Eight Salika, who we mentioned for the Port Adelaide Guineas a couple of weeks ago, and it was a hard watch. Hard to say whether she would have beaten the odds-on favourite Dallasan, but I think she would have run second. She was just hard-held on the bridle the entire straight. Never, ever in the clear at all. So she's going to need things to open up from barrier one but uh, Kayla Crowther on and she and Philip Stokes have a very good record so I'll be having something on her and 10 Realm of Flowers was one we threw out on the podcast at that same meeting she ran in the Lalia Stakes and she was very good running on for third she's drawn a horror gate and she'll probably settle a long way off them again but uh, I'll be having something on that pair numbers eight and ten and Nutter likes number five Wings of Pastrami to beat nine Oriental Lily Six, Snap Dancer, and 17, Walking Flying. His best, as I mentioned, race seven, number 11, Sizzle Fly. His value bet at Morfordville, race nine, number 15, Eugene's pick. Did you uh, any, any further? No, that was it for me. Just uh, in those, uh, those black tight races, keen to have a couple of bets in there. Uh, the Brisbane racing on Saturday is at Doombin and Nutter has got a preview in this week's winning post and it is all about his best 
for the day, and that is race seven, number two, returning for the Tony Gollan team with Steph Thornton aboard. Sugar Boom, his value bet comes up early in the day at Doombin, race one, number two, Phoenix Raider. Any thoughts um, on Doombin, We've Joel? found a couple of winners at these Brisbane meetings the last few weeks, so we'll hopefully keep that going. And just the one horse that I've looked at a bit here in the maiden, race four, Number 12, Isabella's Spring, bred to improve over a bit of ground, and I thought she did more than enough at 1,200 on debut. She got a long way back. Yes, she was six and a half lengths off the winner in running third, but I just thought she did enough there at 1,200 metres. She gets to 13.50. Admittedly, she has to go from Eagle Farm to Doombin. That probably doesn't suit her as much, but very astute trainer, Barry Barry Lockwood, and be watching the market to see if there's any support for her at her second start, race four, number 12. Ascot is the venue once again for WA Racing on Saturday, and there is a big race for the two-year-olds. Race nine, Amelia Park, WA Sires, Produce Stakes, Group 3, over 1,400 metres at set weights. And BJ is with the fairly short favourite. The outstanding filly, Watch Me Dance, went within a whisker of victory in the Karakata Plate. Just a bad start, probably proved costly there. Way she races suggests she'll even be uh, better suited at the 1,400 metres. That is race nine, number five, Watch Me Dance, which is also BJ's best for the day. Uh, he's, uh, the only danger he feels is number seven, precautionary to Watch Me Dance. Third, number six, American Choice. And fourth, number nine, Chick Let. So that is five, seven, six, nine. And BJ's value bet on a massive 10 race card at Ascot on Saturday. Race six, number 11, Utgard Lockie. Well, uh, Joel, that wraps up a massive Saturday of racing around Australasia. Of course, all your form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday is in your winning post out. First thing Friday, most places around Australia. Tassie, no, it won't be out till Saturday, given the ongoing transport difficulties regarded to co- uh, related to COVID-19. And I think we might be in trouble in the NT too, but as of 5 o'clock on Thursdays now, you can get the entire paper online. Just go to winningpost.com.au, click on the link there, only 5 bucks. You can have all uh, all our form guides. So rather than the 13-odd you get in the paper, you get about 16 because you get the, uh, the Interstate Saturday Provincial Guides as well and, of course, all your uh, entertainment and reading that you get in the printed paper. Uh, finally, our best $20 bet for the weekend – um, yeah, Bangkok got us a bit of money back and we had to be patient for that last race last week and she got up for third. We'll go sort of in the middle of the program at Randwick on Saturday. I think Chuckaluck each way at $12 is going to give you a really good run for your money. I'll go each way as well. I'll go to Caulfield Race 7, number 7, runs on. Have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, Joel and I at least, and hopefully not. We'll talk to you next week on the